the best change comes in baby steps. Baby steps, one foot in front of the other, one day at a time. Don't expect big, huge results just for today. Just for today, I'm going to eat better. Just for today, I'm not going to hit up the vending machine. Just for today, I'm going to take nuts as a healthy snack. Just for today. Anybody can do it in one day. I see my victory so clear. I see my victory so clear. It's a day we break through. It's a day we break through. It's a day we break through. It's a day. What is up, Fit Farm fam? Welcome to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast, where we empower you to make a breakthrough and dispense your full potential. My name is Dr. Adam Martin, and I'm your host for the podcast. I've been a practicing full-time community pharmacist since I graduated pharmacy school back in 2012. I'm also a professional speaker, author, and lover of living life to the fullest. The Fit Pharmacist community exists to serve you to dispense your full potential by learning from our world-class guests on how to practically apply simple solutions to not only elevate your pharmacy career, but nail your nutrition, master your mindset, and fit fitness into pharmacy through simple solutions to guide you to live a fulfilled life with passion and purpose. Thank you for being here. Now let's dive into this week's new episode. Going back to science class real quick, looking at Newton's third law, we see that for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Go back to club pharmacy and you see that the number one killer of dreams and just crushing our, our hopes is stress. So one thing I've learned in life and pharmacy especially is that the opposite of stress is humor. So looking at how to combat that, how to go through your day living life with a smile, I thought who better to bring to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast than America's funniest stress buster. Motivational humorist and author Kay Francis has shared her message to lighten up, stress less, and take care of ourselves in 49 states and Canada for over 30 years. She holds a master's degree in business administration and a degree in health and education. She was also a family caregiver for seven years. Kay is the author of The Funny Thing About Stress, a seriously humorous guide to a happier life. When it comes to humor, Kay is the real deal, having performed as a professional stand-up comedian for many years and appearing on a number of national television and radio programs, including Lifetime Cable's Girls' Night Out and NBC's America's Funniest People. She also lived and performed in New York City, where she appeared at the nation's top comedy clubs, such as The Improvisation and Catch a Rising Star. Kay Francis combines her years of stand-up comedy her education, and her passion for her message to offer a unique skill set not often found in one speaker. It's clean, relatable humor with a message at its funniest. I had the honor to meet Kay in person, dining out, and seeing her speak live at the NSA Pittsburgh meeting this past month, and it's with my great pleasure to introduce her to you all to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. Kay, thank you so much for being on, and welcome to the show. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. So I just want to touch on something really quick. Stress, like it eats us alive, especially in pharmacy. Speaking with pharmacists and pharmacy students at the speaking programs I've given across the country, that's the number one complaint that I hear 
is stress. How do we manage it as a student? How do we manage it in pharmacy? Because it can really be a career killer. And with you speaking at all over the, the world, really, about this topic, I thought this would be an awesome thing to bring to the show and, and have you shed light on why your expertise as a comedian is the real antidote to managing stress. Yes, it is. And not only is it killing careers, it's killing us. Up to 85% of disease and illness are stress-related. I know I'm really being funny right now, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> what a downer. But it's true. It's a serious thing. It's really killing us. And our number one killer is heart disease, which is largely preventable. And a lot of it has to do with stress. Stress is so hard on all of our organs in our entire body. So there is no quick fix and there's no getting rid of stress. In fact, if you care about anything at all, you're going to have stress. If you see somebody claims they don't have stress, like nothing bothers me. Well, they either don't care about much or they're smoking ganja all day. So if you care, of course. And there's a saying that a parent is only as happy as their least happy child. Well, I would widen that out to say a person is only happy as their least happy loved one. You know, if somebody in your family has things bothering them, it kind of weighs on you. And you take someone like you talk about uh, with pharmacy or being a student. I mean, the pressures, the pressures are enormous. So you can't get rid of it. So that's why they say manage it. So there's a lot of little things. It's There is no magic uh, pill or silver bullet. It really is um, a series of small things, and it's mindfulness. It's checking in with yourself and seeing, am I in the stress response? When you're in the stress response, it's the same as, as the fight or flight response. So your heart pumps faster, your lungs work harder, your blood vessels constrict, your blood sugar levels increase. And we're not even aware all these things are happening. Our muscles tense. But we can stop and deep breathe. Now, a lot of people think a deep breath is... <sighs> Well, it's more than that. And can we all agree that the Navy SEALs find themselves in stressful situations? Now, these are people in literal life or death situations. And you know, a lot of their training is in mindfulness, how to stay calm in the face of literal life or death situations. They do a breathing exercise called four by four by four. You breathe in through your nose, four counts. You hold it four counts, breathe out through your mouth, four counts. And when you do that, you return to center. You are out of that stress response. Now, listen, this isn't going to take care of legitimate challenges that people have. It has to do with like prioritizing the things in your life and primarily letting go of things that don't matter. We spend a lot of our time and energy on things that don't matter. I call them first world problems. I didn't coin that, but You've heard that phrase. Oh, yeah. And it's those little things that don't matter. That's not to say, though, if you're having a lot of little things bother you, that it's not a symptom of something deeper. But truthfully, we all have legitimate things to concern ourselves with. So we just have to simply, as I say, let go of those things that don't matter and just stay mindful, stay in the moment, say, am I in the stress response or am I in serenity? Am I keeping my sense of humor? which again, you know, we're kind of circling back to what you started with, but it's vital. And how we view the situations in our life is always a choice. It doesn't feel that way. But when someone cuts us off in traffic, we choose our response to that. Not necessarily consciously, but we are choosing. We cannot necessarily control other people, the circumstances in our lives, but we can always control our reactions to them. So it takes mindfulness. It takes vigilance. And I guess, again, I wish I had better news. I wish there was something magic and instant that you could do. But there are other things too. Taking care of ourselves. 
Those things matter. You know, if you don't get a good night's sleep, it can completely derail your day. And over time, it will derail your health. And I know we don't have time. Well, if we don't make time to be well, we're going to have to make time to be sick because that's just the reality of what our body needs. I, I don't make the laws of the body. I just report. So that is, that is the news. So even something like that with your sleep, getting exercise, exercise is the best thing for not only taking care of the stress you already have, but preventing stress. Yes, sir, Mr. Fit. I'm all about it. I, listen, I want to tell you something. I become one of these people I used to hate. I mean, I am, I've done everything you can do to wreck your health. This is why I don't judge people, but I'm telling you, this is what the experts tell us. Yep. You need to exercise, maintain a healthy weight. Don't smoke. Keep good nutrition. Get our sleep and manage our stress. Now, that's, that's a, a broad sort of, uh, and maybe even a bit of an oversimplification, because any one of those you could break down and do a, a three-week podcast on. But yep. those truly are the elements of good health. And, you know, our body doesn't know the difference whether, hey, body, you have, but you don't understand. I'm in pharmacy school. Your body doesn't know. All it knows is it's this feeling stress, and it wants relief. Exactly. And I think you hit on one of the big points that, that I found myself doing as a uh, classic type A perfectionist pharmacist back in the day. And, and, and like you said, I've let that go. But I see this a lot whenever I see a... But have, but have you, Adam? I, I, I've, I've loosened my grip slightly. There you go. Okay. Well, yeah. that's, that's keeping it real. Okay. Exactly. But I see people do this where they, they're looking at things and they're, they're catastrophizing, making that mountain out of a molehill. But what you said is so great with the example of someone cutting you off in traffic. Now, before I used to see that and be like, oh, they're coming after me. Like they're screwing me over, blah, blah, blah. Now they do that. And I'm like, wow, they must really have to poop bad. Like they let them go. <laughs> you know what? Probably <laughs> do. We don't know. But exactly. you know what? We tend to write narratives. And, that, and that's I just exactly where I was headed. Story. And we have the choice on whether it's positive or negative. And frankly, sometimes it's kind of fun to write a negative narrative. Yep. It's just kind of fun. We enjoy it. But it can begin to wear on us if we're not careful. So it, it can't really be our default. I'll give you the best example I know that we all share. Now, Adam, you ever been in the grocery store and you're in the express lane and there's some jerk in front of you with 30 items? On their phone, yeah. I can write a novel <laughs> about their sense of entitlement, their math skills, their, you know, all of that. I can write a whole novel about these people. Now, but now, have you ever been in the regular line with your 30 items because you're a good citizen, but you glance over the express lady. She's like, Hey, nobody's here. Come on over. You're like, okay. She said, so now you head over to the express lane with your 30 items. And what happens? Five people line up behind you with three items. Guess what? Now you're the jerk with the 30 items. Yep. Yeah. You look at the express lady. She just shrugs. She's like, yeah, some people couldn't stop her. <laughs> I change the oil while I'm under that bus express lady. Yeah. But, but we do, we write narratives. We really don't know. We don't know. So we can give people the benefit of the doubt, or we can assume that they're the biggest jerks in the world. The choice is up to us because we're literally filling in blanks in the absence of really any true information. Spot on. And this is the biggest piece of advice that I give pharmacists at the pharmacy. Like you have to remember where you are when you're framing your story. You're going to get, pe- like you're in the pharmacy, people that come in, are not having the best day. They might have been in a car accident. They might have been picking up for a loved one that got a terrible health diagnosis. You don't know. And a lot of people, they don't have that awareness. So they're projecting the emotions that they're not, they're dealing with. And they're doing that by just projecting anger and fear and all those kind of emotions. And you might interpret that, that it's directed towards you, that it's personal. 
that's your choice to do that. Or you can realize that you're in a pharmacy where sick people go to get better because they're having a good day and realize that, not take it personal and have some sort of compassion and shift it. They might be yelling. I'm not saying take abuse. That's not what I'm saying. No, no, no. Yeah. But, but what I'm saying is you have to really think about what's the story you're telling yourself. Are you telling yourself that this person is being nasty and they're terrible and they're just, just really just being bad people? Or are like, you know, these people are really good. They're just having a bad day. Just because they're having a bad time does not make them a bad person. And again, not condoning abuse or that you should put up with it, but really consider where that person might be that you don't even realize. They might have just been in a car wreck or they might have just lost their best friend. You don't know. And if you don't take the time to really consider the assumptions you're making, it will eat you alive over time. So that's, that's the point you made. I just really want to hone that in. What's the story that you're telling yourself? Because if you really step back, this is what you created. This is not reality. You're, you're trying to piece things together, but is it framed in a negative way that's disempowering you or is it framed in a positive way that's going to uplift you and show compassion as a healthcare provider? Absolutely. And, and honestly, they might be a horrible, terrible person. <laughs> they may be having nothing. They may really truly be a horrible person. Yeah. You still don't have to take that on. Exactly. That's still their stuff. That's still their thing. So I like what you say. And I think also, especially people in healthcare and uh, specifically pharmacy, but anyone in healthcare, really, I think sometimes uh, you have to remember you're on a mission. You know, you're saving lives. And, and we, people get mired in the day-to-day. They kind of forget that they are, you know, the good that they are really doing. And even if they don't get that feedback from people, you have to know. I mean, you're literally dealing with things that's, save people's life. And that's, that's not an over-exaggeration. So, I mean, get up in the morning, shove your spouse and significant out, significant other out of the way. Say, I'm on a mission out of my way. <laughs> Make way, yeah. gain train of coming. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So yeah, I think again, we, we get mired in the day to day and kind of forget the, the very importance of the work that, that, uh, that they're doing. Yeah. I think that's a great point too, is and, and this is what leads into us making mountains out of molehills. We get so myopic and fixated on these small little details. And yes, that's a huge skill you need as a pharmacist, attention to detail. You've yes. got to look at all the intricacies. But when you really look at that and, and make these things so big and lose sight of the big picture of your mission, just like you said, of why you're there, your purpose to help people and provide them that care as a pharmacist, that's where we start seeing these problems if that goes on and we lose sight of that big picture. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll make one other point, and this is not easy to make, and it's not easy for people to hear, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh Sometimes people don't want to let go of their stress. Mm. And I read a quote, and I think her name's Florence King, that said, Americans tend their stress like the rarest of orchids because it makes them feel busy, important, and in demand. Yep. It's like we run into somebody and they're like, hey, you know, everything's good. You're like, must be nice because my life's a mess. It's falling apart. I got this to do. I got that. And we kind of resent people sometimes that seem to kind of have it all together, have made the choice that they're just not going to live so stressed. And we think there's something terribly wrong with them or that they're lying to us. Yes. Exactly. I mean, we love to commiserate. I always said whining is one of America's pastimes. Right up there, baseball and apple pie. Oh, my life is awful. I'm falling apart. My, I'm just so, and I've got this and I've got that. And the thing is, we do have legitimate things. But again, stick to what's legitimate and let go of the other things. When someone's in pharmacy school, works in pharmacy or healthcare or anybody, really, remember what's important and guard your personal time 
jealously. Don't let energy vampires take it up. Let's face it. We don't choose who we go to school with, who we work with. We really don't. You know, sometimes we are stuck with people that are toxic and we have to learn to deal, work around them. But in our personal lives, I mean, if you're in a relationship, you're going to have to have some give and take. You don't have complete control over it, but as much as possible, make sure that you use that downtime and avoid toxic people and do things that nourish your soul. Be around people that uplift you and inspire you and not those people that are going to suck our energy dry and drag us down. 100%. And like you said, misery loves company. You guys probably heard that. I think there's a few songs named that title. Uh, But you might, yeah, you might be listening to that. You're like, well, I'll write one if there's not. (laughs) <laughs> we'll sing as duet all right <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you guys might be hearing this like oh that's easy but i can't choose who i work with like i have to see these people every day da, 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 da. well yes but you can control your internal environment what again what's the story are you hearing that and saying like oh they're so negative i can't believe it's so toxic or when you see people complaining this is what I do. When I see people complaining, if it's not legitimate, if it's just like bickering, I just imagine them as bobbleheads. Like, and then just, <laughs> I like it. Oh, that's good. I literally that's do this. And, and God bless my text. Like, they're amazing. We're all friends. Like, we get along real well. But every now and then, that starts to happen. It creeps in. So I actually have a station on Pandora called Happy Radio. So when that happens, I just put it on play. And they get, like, I'm not going to lie, like, I'm one of those overly positive people y'all probably caught on after, like, the half of the first episode. But, yeah. you know, the, the song and dance, they're like, oh, you just, just, just tone it down, especially if, like, we're opening at 8 a.m. Like, just keep that on pause for a bit. So when I start playing happy radio, it's like the signal. So that just kind of cuts back because they don't want my song and dance to elevate to a high level. So oh, that's, that's, oh, I love that. That's literally one trick that I use. And, and I know it sounds ridiculous, but guys, no! and I haven't had to play happy radio in quite a while. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. But. I love that. No, I think that's, I mean, anything you can do to make people reframe what they're doing. I think, I mean, I think it's fantastic. I hope people use that tip. I'm, I'm, wait a minute. Note to self stealing. <laughs> okay. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah. No, but, uh, but anything, but really is, do, anything you, want- you can do to reframe or to, to change the atmosphere, what's going on. Uh, I think it's fantastic. Exactly. And just like you said, the time that you spend with others and yourself, like what are you doing during that time? Are you stressing and doing all this crazy stuff or are you investing in yourself? Like you started, you stated probably tips you guys have all heard before, but it's just like I say, it's what you practice in private, you'll be rewarded for in public. So if you're not managing yourself and really investing in your self-care at times when it's not high stress or high stakes, during those moments, it's when you, sque- it's when you get squeezed that the real you comes out. So if you're overly stressed and that's not managed, that's going to manifest under pressure. So if you are doing these daily disciplines, it's going to be easier to manage those high stress situations. You can't control stress. You can't control the people that you have to work with or the people that come into your life, but you can control how you respond to those moments, to those people, and how you frame the story that's going on with what you're experiencing in your own life. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like having it in the bank. You know, the, the more put, more together you are and the more of the healthy things that like you like we've talked about are in place, the easier it's going to be to deal with things. If you're already uh, you're already stressed because uh, if your diet's really terrible and you're not sleeping 
and you're smoking. And again, I'm not judging because I've done it all. You know, I'm one of these people I used to hate. I've become a health nut. So it's not a judgment. It's just a, it's a cause and effect is what we're talking about here. Right. I'm not judging people for what they choose to do to manage your stress, which the fact is a lot of us are doing fine, but we're not necessarily using healthy coping mechanisms. We're using things that only work well in the short term as opposed to the long run, such as I love to have a big fat bag of Cheetos. I mean, it's just like, it will really, I mean, I have transport me to another world. I love that fake cheese. I love that. <laughs> if you eat enough of them, you get that big edible fake cheese glove. I love that. Oh, that's the best part. But there's no, they're not even, it's not even food. I mean, you read the bag, it's got substances not known to nature. And frankly, it's going to make me feel kind of good for a little bit. And then I'm going to feel really lousy. Yep. I'm going to be thirsty. I'm going to feel weighted down. I'm going to get sleepy. I might even have a food hangover from it. Whereas if I pick maybe a healthier choice, I'm going to actually feel better. And, and certainly for the long run. So, you know, one bag of Cheetos never hurt anybody but one becomes two and then you get into a pattern. You're like, well, I guess I'll have a Coke with that and I'll have it. And before you know, your whole diet plans, uh, de- and I'll, I don't even really like the word diet. Your, your healthy eating plan is, is derailed. And, you know, I, I try to p- tell people to get, to be patient with themselves. You know, when you start a workout plan, it can take up to six months before you even remotely begin to feel better. You're going to, you're going to have to go through feeling horrible. Uh, sore and you're like, man, this can't be good for me. And a lot of times people gain weight, gain weight, you know, cause they're, they're gaining what Adam muscle. That's right. And muscle. so if people will just stay with, yeah, if people will stay with wait a minute, hey, there we go. <laughs> this is proof that women can body <laughs> block up right there. Look right at there. Those gains. Oh, those pythons. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, if you guys are listening to this, you guys need to make sure you check out the YouTube version because we're having a flex off and I think I lost. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's funny. But no, it's so true. It's it's not the little choices. So, I mean, I enjoy ice cream, but there's nothing wrong with that. It but it, it's the habitual actions, the go-tos. That's what can become an issue. Uh that that's what really can derail us in the long term is oftentimes the short-term fix can be a long-term problem. Just yes. like a short-term sacrifice of doing these daily disciplines that we might not want to but know are good for us will pay off long-term. And, and just like you said, banking it because we all start from a different place. Going back to when you're starting a workout regimen, there, there's people that start, clients I've worked with that have been college athletes their whole life. There's people that have never been foot in the gym and they're 45 years old. It all comes down to where your starting point is and where yes. you're looking to go. And the thing is, too, what people don't realize, if you're patient with yourself, after a while, you'll come to prefer, even crave healthier foods. You completely redo your palate. I have a girlfriend that just, I mean, she she thinks I eat like a bird. I do not. In fact, she made a remark yesterday at exercise class. She said, well, enjoy your kale and celery. I thought, what is this she thinks I eat? You know, I sent, it took two pictures to send her my supper last night. I had meatloaf. Of course, I used Laura's lean beef when I made it, you know, no antibiotics and all that. I had meatloaf. I had broccoli with butter, real butter. I had cottage cheese, then topped it off with a gigantic salad and a bowl of uh, yogurt, uh, Greek yogurt with blueberries and uh, walnuts and Mm. cinnamon. Make it takes me a half hour to 40 minutes to eat all that food, but okay. it's all, it's, but I love it. 
now I crave that kind of food. I rarely eat uh, potatoes or, or really, really not much in the way of carbs at all. Really, I have a couple pieces of toast uh, with my oatmeal in the morning, but it's like that, you know, twenty-four grain. You know, it's practically, you know, it's not even really bread. You know, it's got so much. Exactly, yeah. but it's all about the balance. And I mean, we can still eat out. Like last weekend, uh, we were out Italian spot. I had uh, what chicken parm and what'd you get? Some you got a pasta? And did you? Uh, I had to laugh. Everybody, oh, I got a huge pasta. This thing, the bowl was like a, a bathtub. It was huge, <laughs> yeah. and it was so cute to see everybody getting their to-go boxes. I'm like, are you kidding me? I ate everybody. I know people are going. Where does she put that? Well, I work out. I can do That's that right. now and then. You That's know. right. You had to fuel up when you're talking the next day. Heck yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, of course. I mean, you got to live. And you know what? If you study uh, older people, like uh, there's a book called The Blue Zones. Are you familiar with this? Yes, ma'am. Where they study these pockets of people around the world that live, not only live to 100, but thrive and, and survive beyond and, and are active and healthy. They're freakish. So they studied them for a long, long time. And what they found is these people were into balance and moderation. They weren't CrossFitters, no offense to the CrossFitters. They worked in exercise in their daily lives, but everything was out of balance and moderation, moderate caloric intake, everything. Now they were pesco vegetarians, meaning they ate fish. Uh, but I'm okay. I like meat and if I want an occasional cheeseburger. So if that shaves three years off my life, I can live with it. So, you know, we look at this and I think, wow, can I actually do all those things? Maybe not all, but I can learn from that and incorporate it because the idea is not about longevity, but to me, it's about feeling good while you're here. And I really believe we all have that goal. We just kind of have different ways of getting there. Exactly. Moderation is so key with, with finding that balance. And that's such a huge testament for overall. And just what you said uh, which I really want to tie back is what, what I said when patients come to your pharmacy counter and they're dealing with a lot of things that might be projecting those feelings. You have to have patience with your patients, not to play on words, but the other person that you don't want to forget is you have to have patience with yourself. And that's what I really preach and what my expertise is, is helping people implement that self-care of really, you know, you want to serve others, but you can't do that unless you serve yourself so that you can serve and perform at your highest potential. And that is what stress management is so essential to do. And I mean, Kay, you've traveled the world talking to so many different healthcare professions, uh, dental groups, nursing, I mean, you name it, you've talked to them. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you, you live and breathe this stuff. Yes. That's what I love about you is you not only talk about it, but you have so much expertise in practicing it daily yourself. And that's why you're so authentic and people love you other than your awesome jokes. <laughs> but, <laughs> Thank you. But you practice this stuff and you can speak through experience. And I think that's what the key is, is we want to change healthcare. We want to integrate and innovate pharmacy. And we can't do that unless we practice it ourselves. And it might not be easy, especially at first, but once you get into these habits and rituals, it's going to pay off in the long term. It's just giving yourself that patience and self-compassion to make that happen. And you know what I say, I talk about these six elements of good health, exercise, maintain a healthy weight, healthy weight, don't smoke, good nutrition, uh, get our sleep and manage our stress. The thing to do is take the one on the, on that wheel, so to speak, that would be easiest to implement. Like if you already keep a pretty good diet, you know, I say, I already, I already do pretty good. I think I can tweak that. Do that one first. The second one might be 
uh, sleep. I sleep pretty good. I could work a little bit. And you work around to the ones that's the hardest. What happens a lot of times, especially like the beginning of the new year, people want to make these huge New Year's resolutions. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and this. The thing is to take one at a time and kind of work on that, then go to the next one. But to try to do a diet plan, an exercise plan, all that at once is so overwhelming. And truly, the best change comes in baby steps. Exactly. Baby steps, one foot in front of the other, one day at a time. Don't expect big, huge results just for today. Just for today, I'm going to eat better. Just for today, I'm not going to hit up the vending machine. Just for today, I'm going to take nuts as a healthy snack. Just for today. Anybody can do it in one day. Exactly. And when you notice that when you didn't hit the vending machine, when you get those mid-afternoon sleepies, you don't eat a candy bar, and instead you have a, a piece of string cheese and some nuts, you're going to go, wow, you know, I, it kind of picked up my energy there. So will the candy bar, but what's going to happen in an hour? Crash. So Long term. With protein and a healthier snack, you're going to feel better. Spot on, 100%. Little thing. And Just for today, I'm going to walk around the block. That's exactly. it. Exactly. Just for today, I'm going to do three hours of CrossFit. No, just for today, if you haven't been exercising in a long, long time, just walk around the block. Tomorrow, two times. Then when you begin to work up, just baby steps. I'm going to join the gym and go for a half hour, just small steps. That's where permanent change comes in my opinion. I agree hundred percent. It's stacking those small wins. And this is right in line with last week's podcast episode. Guys, if you missed that, I'll link that in the show notes below. But this is integral, not just for starting a new plan, but all of us, we start a goal, we, we make great progress. But what happens every now and then we get burnt out or we feel like I just don't want to do this anymore. And that's where we, we get in this rut of how do I get the mo motivation? How do I get back on track? And that's the advice I gave, which is right in line with what you're saying, Kay, is we need to look at what can we do now to win? Just the simplest thing. Because what happens is we do that little thing of not, you know, just making a swap of having string cheese instead of a candy bar. Or we didn't feel like going to the gym, so we went on a walk instead. We still did activity. And when you look at that, you're going to feel successful, and that's going to build momentum because whether it's subconscious or conscious, you're going to say, wow, that was a win. I did that. I wonder what else I can do. And you're going to want to keep that going. Don't break the chain like you and I talked about as your big mentor, Jerry Seinfeld, which I yes. covered in another podcast, such an integral concept of where if you're if you're starting or if you're find yourself in a rut on your goals where can you get back to just create one little win because that might be all you need to create that spark and that's what causes an inferno is that little spark of success it is and you know i have a friend that's uh very fit and always has been years ago she was a fitness instructor and she said uh people say i don't have time and she say we all have 24 hours a day yep we really do. And we, and we fill those 24 hours with the things that we choose to. At some level, we made a choice on how we're going to, it may have been a choice we made two years ago, but at some level we do make the choice. So there's two things I never allow in terms of if I'm, if I'm not going to exercise. I don't feel like it. and I don't have time because if that's, believe me, I often don't feel like it, but I have never, ever left a workout and said, Oh man, I feel worse. I feel worse. Always, always feel better. There, I mean, there's sometimes I want to take a nap. I'm like, man, I could just lay back and take a night. And I do sometimes I'm like, wake up, it's time to go. But I am so conditioned to do it because I've done it for so long and I know that my end result, I'm committed to how it makes me feel. And it's, uh, I just wish people would trust that, that it, once you do it and do it for a long time, you're going to crave it like air and water. 
I think you'd be a great workout partner. I'm not. I'm not bad. We, we I'm, need, a little, I'm a little competitive. Oh yeah, we need to go squat. This would be. This yeah. would be great. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's so spot on, and this is what I tell people when when I hear that. That's the the go to excuse is I don't have time, and I would say like, well, Beyonce does. Look, look what she's got going on. Crazy stuff. But that that's what that's the concept, and this is something that I said for so long is if you don't make time for your wellness you'll be forced to make time for your illness. So the That's choice right. you make is really what you choose to do with your time. We all have it. We might feel like we have to or obligated to, but at the end of the day, the choice to act or not act is 100% up to us. And that's the thing we have to remember is it's not some forced thing that we have to do. It's not some obligation. We have the power. We're in control of our own lives. It's whether or not we choose to give that away to obligation or own that and take control and put that into things that are important to us because you either have time or you have excuses, but you can't have both. And the choice of which that is, is totally yours. Yes, absolutely. Well, okay. This has been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, thank you so much for making the time. I don't want to hold you back because do you want to share where you're headed off to tomorrow? Oh, well, I'm going to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh. Doesn't always stink to be me. Everybody goes, I hate you. I go, I know. I hate, I hate me too. <laughs> you know, I, just, I decided to go on a cruise around the islands and uh, it's going to be a, a, a very active vacation. I have planned to rent cars at the different islands and I have plans for hiking and snorkeling and swimming. And um, oh, I've been there once and I got to tell you, really, it's, it, that's a bucket list thing is Absolutely. Everybody needs to go at some point or another. It's otherworldly. You can't even describe it. But so I'm going to be on a cruise ship. I will be eating. I will be indulging, but I plan to, you know, kind of still, you know, I try to, uh, I don't go crazy usually on vacations, holidays, because it's too hard to make my way back. So I still try to keep, you know, a, a semblance of my regular normal patterns throughout the uh, holidays. Boy, those are coming up and that's uh, not an easy thing. I know, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm, thank you, but I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. And, and a lot of laying around too. I'm all about that. Oh, I sound yeah. like I'm just on the run all the time. I can Netflix and chill like nobody. Trust <laughs> me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. <laughs> so yeah, you're going to implement. So I say you practice what you preach. You're going to implement the stress management like right away. <laughs> oh, you got that right. That's right. But yeah, that's so good. It's right about uh, moderation, and it's all about having that balance and enjoying that's yourself. That's right. So un unfortunately, we can't go to Hawaii every week. But when we do, we allow ourselves that relief and also getting back on track and staying on that, just being cognizant of our goals and really enjoying that. Because like you said, if you live to 100, but you're all structured and regimented and restricted, that's oh, not that's living not at living. all. No. Exactly. So that's what we're all about, guys. And that's what this whole movement is about is putting your health back into healthcare because that's where it starts from is us. Invest in the source, you, and that's what you need to do in order to manage stress, live your best life, and dispense your full potential. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. Uh, Kay, it's been an absolute pleasure. Good to see you again. I like this good weekly you, podcast. Man. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. But yeah, she was in, uh, Keep up your good work. You're, you're on a mission and you're, you're, doing, you're killing it. Thank you. Thank you very much. That means a lot coming from you. Uh, oh, please. NSA professionals, uh, certified speaking professional, like you're, you're definitely a role model in the speaking community. You've made a oh, well, thank you. thank huge, you. huge move. So uh, really 
aspired and, and inspired by all the work that you're doing. So thank you for your time and sharing this with the community. Absolutely. I, my pleasure. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe. New episode every week. Please rate and leave a review. That's how this community and podcast grows. Share it with someone. If you know someone that's stressed out or they just want to laugh, please share this with them because that's what this is about is sharing this resource to help you all get to that place where you can be the best version of yourself. Guys, Dr. Adam Martin of the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast signing off with the K. Francis, America's funniest stress buster. Go forth, be great, and dispense your full potential. Thank you so much for listening through to the end of that episode. I hope you're going to share this all across social media. Let people know that you're subscribed to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. Let me know. Post it. Tell me how it's impacted your pharmacy career and life. I would love to see your thoughts. I can't wait for this amazing and passionate community we're creating of leaders in healthcare. You're now a part of the movement, a part of the family. Thank you for being here. I can't wait to share the next episode with you.